0: like yeah, no action news. And now your host, Mike Lonsberry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally gonna use that too. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hello friends and welcome to another episode of At The Diner here on the GGR Pirate Radio Network. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am the editor-in-chief of our website. It is greatgeekrefuge.com. Check it out when you get a chance. Lots of great content. There's podcasts galore. We've got articles. Lots of cool stuff for you to check out. On this episode of the podcast, we are going to be talking about the most recent MCU show to wrap up. uh, That is The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Joining me on this episode, I have the one and only co-host Galore, when it comes to all things podcasts on GGR. His name is MC Brooks.
2: Not aka not the Black Falcon. (laughs) Not the Black Falcon.
3: (laughs) That that killed me the whole time. Like when he was like, hey, it's Black Falcon. He's like, it's just just Falcon. It's just Falcon. (laughs) (laughs) We've also got a talented visual artist in his own right, but also a man who's good with the words. You know him, you love him. His name is James Rambo.
0: Not Party City Cat. Party city cap, <laughs> <laughs> or as Mike called him, first lieutenant USA. <laughs> Party
1: city cap, like, ah. yeah, first lieutenant okay. USA. First lieutenant USA, man, that That's okay.
0: man. <laughs> you know, like what do they?
3: What did they call him in the first movie? He was the Star Spangled Man. This one's like the like star embossed gentleman, like <laughs>
1: sergeant <laughs> United States. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> joining us as a guest a frequent guest here on the GGR pirate radio airwaves uh, he's a really really talented musician he's got a new uh, new album coming out here pretty soon um, stay tuned because he's got a band camp uh, you can check it out It's uh, just search Bandcamp for C. Gats uh, but he's on all the streaming services as well you know him you love him I just mentioned his name it's C. Gats hola que pasa mi gente let's talk about falcon and winter soldier guys because overall the series was well received and i want to start off with like the elephant in the room with this thing because we're going to talk about like what we feel about this but like i, I want to talk about this this show caught some shit like the the finale which which just happened on friday was not well received. I think every episode on IMDb uh, or Rotten Tomatoes was created in like in the 85s and the 90s, yep. and this one was in the 50s. Like, what do you think? And we'll start with MC. And we'll go, MC Rambo uh, said, what do you think was the reason why people just didn't like this episode?
2: Um, I, I think it's a, it's a combination of, of things. Uh, one of the frequent things uh, that I've heard that I heard mentioned about the show. Um, and it's become somewhat of a of a buzzword is uh, the writing it, people who already weren't fans of the writing didn't like how cleanly the finale seemed to wrap things up they think things uh, they think certain aspects were were like rushed uh, just to like arrive at a, at a certain place and that you know that this that that the series overall didn't do a good job of setting up Carly as like, uh, like an antagonist didn't do a good job of really setting up the, the flag smashers as like this, this thing that, that needed to be, to be taken care of. I mean, there, there are people that are doing the, uh, that they're that more sympathetic to them and, and, you know, are actually like, well, you know, maybe Falcon and Bucky were the actual villains because of, you know, because of what they were trying to do. Uh, which is, you know, so it's a wild thing to to say, (laughs) but okay. Um, But I think, I think for, for a lot of people, it was largely just that. I think a little bit of it was just people's overall expectations about the show and kind of realistically what the show was going to say and do with some of the things that they brought about, that they brought up. and, And specifically when it came to things like race, like, you have to understand and a lot of people have to understand that like we're, we're, well, I mean, one, we're dealing in a, in a fictional world for one Two, none of the people who work at Marvel probably aligned with some of the, some of our, like our beliefs in terms of how certain things can and should be handled. And so like, I like, I'm not expecting, you know, this to be like this, this to be a show full of like leftist ideas, you know, like it's it's, it, 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 it's, it, it's unrealistic given the fact that it's Marvel and given the people behind the show itself. So I think people's expectations kind of got out of whack in terms of what they wanted from from the series. And like I, I just I mean like for me, the, the, the series was basically like what you kind of expect from Marvel. Like kind of like in the last podcast when Rambo uh, mentioned there's something about uh, going somewhere and having your expectation, expe- your expectations be met because you knew what to expect going into it. It's, it's the same thing here. Like We knew that this series was not going to be WandaVision with all the wonky and weird stuff they did on WandaVision. We knew that this was going to be kind of more in line with what we generally get from the MCU. So I kind of just... I, I didn't really understand where a lot of the criticisms were coming from because I'm like, this is about as on par with anything else that Marvel has done. So I, I, I didn't, I didn't understand. I mean, I have, I have my gripes with certain things like, you know, with like uh, the uh, revelation of who the power broker is and whatnot. But overall, I thought the series was pretty enjoyable. I thought the, the character arts of, of, Sam and Bucky were were both handled kind of well. I mean, you could argue maybe could have spent a bit more time with with Bucky in that conversation at, at the end, but overall, I, I I found it to be really smart, really well done, and I thought the action was was really good. And and overall, it's an enjoyable series. Like I, I foresee myself, you know, eventually going back to to rewatch it and, and giving it like a like a straight through watch through to see you know how cohesive everything holds up but like as of right now I, I think it was really well done and i i think just some of the some of the criticisms while some of them are, are definitely fair some of them are just completely coming out of left field and are, are really over the top simply because people were expecting much more than marvel or any major company would would ever really give uh, in a series
3: like this rambo what say you man On
2: mute. Dun, dun, dun.
0: Yes, I am on mute
2: um, <laughs> Pretty
0: much what MG said, man uh, I don't I don't know what people want, man Like, if things are too different That's a problem If things are, are what they expected That's a problem If um, If things aren't political enough That's a problem If things are too political That's a problem If, Like I understand that most culture and, and most, almost everything is not binary. It's not supposed to be super high contrast where it's either good or bad. There is nuance. And obviously there is a middle ground for things, but what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> what is, what, what expectations were being like trounced in this show? What were people you know, looking to get that they didn't get. Um, It's not perfect. Uh, It's got its problems. Um, There are things that maybe move a little too fast in places. Um, And, you know, we've talked about personally, like off the air about how um, as a... As serial fiction, it's not great because each individual episode doesn't really stand on its own. Um, But I you know which which is a problem but i also don't really have that much of an issue with that because i'm looking at the marvel shows as just extensions of the films so they're essentially just big movies um so i mean like that's a valid criticism uh some you know it's not fair to say that any critique of this is is you know somebody just looking to be upset Um, but I do think that there is a degree of, um, personal expectation that people are putting on, on this show and on media in general right now that is never going to get met. Um, you, a, a lot of folks are looking to be mad about things, um, which makes sense when you think about, you know, uh, socially and, and culturally what's going on and what's been going on for the last year. Um, people need a target, uh, and that fucking asshole's out of the White House, so it's a little mo- a little more difficult uh, to point to him um, or to, to to have that as a, a, a nice nexus point for your for your rage. Um, but yeah, I. I don't know, I thought it was a really ballsy move to be as socially aware as that show was. Could it have been more so? Absolutely, of course it could've. Um, but like MC said, this is coming from Disney. Like, this was never, uh, you know, they were never gonna gonna put Huey Newton in the Captain America suit and make that the show. Um, so I, I think there is something to be said for uh, uh, a realistic gauge of expectation uh, on on that level, um, but yeah, I I think a lot of people made decisions about the show and about the characters um, and about their arcs before they even watched any of it, um, and either it because I, I what I'm what I'm <laughs> spending a lot of time saying uh, and not actually saying. Um, there's a difference between an expectation and a decision made prior. An expectation is a hope. I want this to be this way. Um, What I think a lot of people are doing is saying, this is how this is going to be. And we saw that in WandaVision, with a lot of fan theories getting trounced and and, and disregarded, um, where, where people think they've figured it out. And they they get to lose either way um which seems to be the goal either they are wrong in which case the 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 showrunners fucked up because they set things up that they didn't pay off or they're or the the viewer is correct in which case they're smarter than the writers so the writers fucked up um but yeah no i i really dug it overall um like I said, I have a couple little issues with it, uh, but you know, knowing what I know about the behind the scenes stuff and how things had to be changed, I, there's probably a, a fucking full episodes worth of of footage that
3: yeah. got removed, um, which would have dramatically changed that show. Um, I'm really yeah. interested about that because I've I've heard you guys talk about it, but like I don't know the the details of of exactly what that was. And we so, can we can get get into that later if you would like.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah, no,
1: overall,
3: I really dug
0: it. I had a good time with it. Um, it did some things that I didn't expect, which was cool. Uh, and it, it covered a couple of uh, story beats, beats that I, I very much expected to happen. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to more, as with pretty much all Marvel stuff. And,
2: and uh, just to kind of piggyback on something, too, because I forgot to mention this, too. This is really the first time. That we're spending like actual time with Sam and Bucky, and like without the without the like without uh, one of the larger uh, Avenger characters actually being there. So, I, I like before this moment, like what this show really did, like the 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 great thing about this is it actually gave us uh, insight into who these characters actually are, like not just when they're with Steve or uh or uh trying to not uh, succumb to um the programming or anything like that like we actually got to spend time with these characters outside and i think that's something that a lot of people are kind of kind of overlooking because most of the time with sam like he's just he's just with steve the entire time or he's doing his hero thing we don't we we kind of before the series didn't really know like how aware of his own blackness is sam we don't know we like we never really got any insight into that. I don't think any of us knew that he had a sister and like family, and, like a boat that does like a like a like a big deal, you know. Like none of us knew any knew any of this stuff um, about him. Um, we got to see Bucky go through therapy, you know, um, and, and really try to try to make amends and, and try to be a better person at the end, and it, and then ultimately. Uh, in the in that final episode, we got to see him for the first time, like really actually be a hero in term in terms of saving folks. He got his hero moment. So like these these are things I feel like a lot of people are kind of overlooking just because, you know, whatever expectations they thought the show was gonna be, it wasn't that.
3: yeah, no, i would I would definitely agree. Um said, as our guest, we want to give you the opportunity as well, man. What did you think overall of uh, of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier?
1: I thought it was an amazing show. I thought it was uh, smartly written, uh, well, very well acted. It, it touched on a lot of social issues in, in, in very thoughtful ways. Um, the, it was so many moving parts to the story the different... So the character development, everything was just perfect. Everything was just amazing. Um, yeah, I mean... People who were complaining about it, I mean, hey, listen, you know, I think Brooks and uh, Rambo, you know, said a lot of the things that I was thinking, but, you know, if you really think about it, what 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 show or movie or whatever in the past, whatever amount of years that, that we've had, social media hasn't been scrutinized to the bone, you know, I think it's just kind of, uh, you know, par, with, par for the course for everyone to pick it apart. I'm sure there's... Uh, you know, veiled racism behind some of it, uh, some elitism behind some of it, a lot of a bit of ego behind a lot of it. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think the important thing for the viewer is take it in from a like I do. Um, I don't really re- read a lot of the um negative reviews of things I watched or want to watch unless I have decided I don't like it, at which point I'll join in the fray. So, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um outside of that i try not to take in too much of the negative negative criticism i don't want my decision affected by that because i know myself um i can be influential some influenced sometimes in that way um subconsciously so i try to take everything in from a pure pure standpoint like it's one-to-one me and that movie how do i like it from my own standpoint um and you know as the, falcon and winter soldier uh i mean that was just the, the probably probably one of the best shows i've ever seen i mean like i'm a fan of the sopranos i'm a fan, fan of uh star trek next generation uh i'm a fan of the wire uh that's up there with the, with all that stuff for me like it's up there seriously like <laughs> it yeah. was that good that good that's
3: awesome man, man. um for sure. i wanted i wanted to kind of comment on on the the big picture with this because overall and, I, and I've, I've used this analogy before whether it's superman whether it's batman whether it's captain america whether it's iron man or the falcon and the winter soldier like i just i enjoy sitting down and i enjoy watching these movies these tv shows because it's a story and i and i love hearing stories i love telling stories uh, and whether they're like thoughtful or whether they're action packed or whatever it is, it's escapism for me for the most part. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier wasn't that. It wasn't escapism. This was real in the sense that like these people in this fictional universe, as MC pointed out, are now dealing with ramifications from some real serious shit. And it's something that the MCU did not. And they had, they could have very easily just been like, oh, yeah, uh, everybody's back in the blip and like had a couple of like little things that like here's some of the ramifications from it. No, it's not just little things. It's huge. It affected the entire world. And we're now seeing what those ramifications were. Yeah. But what they did was is they did what any good media does. They made it relatable to what's going on in the real world. And what they did was, and instead of going the old route and saying, "Let's punch and and shoot and explode all of our problems away," th- this is why I was so impressed with this show. Sam Wilson didn't fight, and I understand that. Like, MC, I know one of your points is you're like, "Man, I just want to see him win a fucking fight." Like, <laughs> it's like 0 for 6 in the MCU right now. I do, I do too, <laughs> man. I I do too, but he does something. And I I pointed this out as one of my favorite parts in in The Last Jedi. Luke Skywalker, in that final scene uh, that he's in, ends up fighting Kylo Ren without swinging his lightsaber, without throwing a punch, without doing anything on the attack. In fact, everything is defensive, and his goal is to de-escalate. His goal is to try to save this person. His goal is to try to find some humanity left in his student, in his nephew. And it was the most Jedi shit that's ever been done in all of the Star Wars movies ever because it was all about trying to find the good. And that's what Sam Wilson did, man. And like he was in perfect opposition to John Walker's Captain America because in that scene with Carly when they're in um, – they, they basically finally trapped down Carly. And at one point, he's like just talking to her and he's trying to explain like, yeah. hey, look, I'm not here to hurt you. He turns his back on her. Yeah. And 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 that sounds bad. And, and I'll explain why that's important, because he's saying to her, you have the opportunity to shoot me, to break my neck, to grab me, me, pick me up and snap me in half. And I'm giving you the most vulnerable, vulnerable position I can give you of myself. To show you that I want peace and I'm willing to talk to you as a human. And that that's I mean, I, I love Steve Rogers, man. Like I love Captain America. But like that was some shit that I don't even think he would have done. He might have mm-hmm. tried to talk to that talk to her, but like that's why he chose Sam to be the next Captain America. Because he knows one that what Captain America means is going to change. But two, that this is a man of good heart and good soul. Like, this guy is the right person for this. And, like, yeah, sure, I would have loved to have seen him beat Batch Rock. That would have been dope. But, like, it, he doesn't fight with his fists. He's trying to change something bigger. And, like, the only thing that made me uncomfortable is, like, when he had those conversations with Isaiah Bradley. First off, those were fucking brutal. Yeah. Like, those were so heartbreaking. I was so happy. I was like, he's making a name for this guy. He got him a statue. Like, he he made sure that people know who this guy is. But not only that, after Isaiah Bradley said that people don't want to see a black Captain America, and not only that, I wouldn't respect any black man that would want to be Captain America. Sam took those words and was like, I'm going to show him how wrong he is. Not in a, in a malicious way. He's going to show him that I can be the hope that we need. And that was – it was fucking Amazing. It made me uncomfortable because it's not my place to say whether or not that was properly represented because I'm not black. And like it just it made me feel good, though, that like Disney in their sanitized, very safe way (laughs) is trying to make a statement here. They're trying to say, no, this is what we want from our media going forward We want to say something positive and not just let's have everything blow up and let's shoot them up like they're trying to do something to be symbolic. They're trying to have women as heroes up front as a symbol for for girls to look up to. They're trying to have African-American superheroes that young people of color can look to and see that I can be a hero, too. And it's not just white people like for me, as somebody who is Jewish, it's nice to see that it's not just blonde hair, blue-eyed, white people anymore, like that we're getting some diversity and that this is what Disney stands for. And, like, yes, I know that they have their problems and I know that there's issues that Disney does. Like, I, I'm fully aware of that. But it's nice that this is what they're deciding to do with their time and their writing and their, their feature franchises right now because Marvel is their cash cow. Star yeah. Wars is kind of taking a back seat. So, like – that's the big thing with me is I'm I'm just happy that like they're trying to do something positive and not just sticking to let's just have some really dope fights cuz they had those too man those fights, some of those fight oh, yeah. scenes were really really good and like they had the
2: total package and, man yeah yeah and and to to piggyback off of that they, they 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 like they did not have to use Isaiah Bradley for this story at all they they, nope. they very easily could have gone a totally a, t- a totally different direction in terms of figuring out something to inspire Sam to take up the shield. They 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 really didn't have to, but they they chose to not only uh, get a to not only get black writers and a black showrunner to to work on the show, but they chose to allow them to include a character. Like Isaiah Bradley, with that particular backstory, that very easily could have blown up in Marvel's face if it was handled poorly. It it, it 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 could have gone in a number of negative directions. But by and large, a lot of a lot of people I know, a lot of black folks of, of all ages who are fans of 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 uh, you know the the black heroes of the Marvel Marvel Universe, many of them were surprised and extremely happy to see uh carl lumley uh lumby get that uh uh, be able to to bring that character to life and and be on screen and and for for him to say some of the things that he said because they very easily could have tried to sanitize what exactly uh what exactly isaiah was saying why he felt the way he felt like they, they could have made it much simpler than what it was and it's like no this is legitimate black pain that that is coming out right now. This is this is legit yeah. black bitterness coming out because of what happened. As as the, as the last survivor of that, Marvel had they they didn't have to do any of this. They they very easily could have just ignored um what is it the uh, the truth red red white red, uh, red white and black is that what it's called Rambo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could have very easily like ignored all of that and just you know come up with something where. Maybe Sam and Bucky are fighting over who gets to be Cap or something. They could have done anything else, and they they chose to to handle it uh, the way that they handled it, and I and I I think they definitely deserve some credit for for doing that, because for damn sure they knew that they were they were going to take some lumps because of you know folks who are who can't wait to to uh, to call this show woke, you know to to call them the the woke falcon. And and whatever else, yeah. you know, and
3: they can protest <laughs> by going to Home Depot and buying a singular, singular piece of wood, putting right. it in a bag yeah. a beautiful piece of poplar. Yeah, <laughs> I, the only I, time I he's thought ever brought wood home, you know. Like. I thought
1: a cool aspect of that whole thing was that not only did Sam's character show that showed the young people that, that, that there's hope for them to become more than what they thought they could be, but also show the older generation that. It didn't stop here. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's what that's what really like grabbed me. Like yeah. that, that's what hit the fields like right in the center. Like And
2: and, and Isaiah got the got got the credit he so rightly deserved. Um,
3: right,
2: with, right, with, right. Uh, with, with, uh, with the with the statue and the cap. Because now that with that that's gonna allow his story to live forever. With with you know what originally was gonna be a story that died with Isaiah and the handful of people who knew about it is now gonna be there for forever alongside Steve Rogers, and that's like that's a that's a huge deal.
1: Better World War Two old guy scene than Saving Private Ryan. I'm calling it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and the f-
0: the fact that they don't like the show doesn't take a stance on well, you know what happened to Isaiah was bad, but you know we've moved on now. Um, right. Having Sam acknowledge like I can't tell him he's wrong like his experience is legitimate and awful and i absolutely understand why he feels the way he feels but for me my experience is different like acknowledging that there are generational differences in perspective and experience uh between these groups is you know it's no one is a monolith no culture is a monolith uh and and being able to showcase that, um, even as briefly as we got it, is fucking
2: huge, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because that, I mean, that is a big thing, and, and it's something that I had spent uh, the last couple of weeks like talking to people about because of their frustrations about about the show and whatnot. And I'm like, bro, like everyone's experience with blackness is different. Not only that, but everyone's experience in like understanding what exactly that means to them is going to be different. Like it's kind of like yes. convers it's kind of like conversations we've had uh, in previous uh, uh, in previous podcasts about uh, about being woke and like what you what you know now versus what you knew then. For for a lot of black folks, like we we don't we don't all understand the gravity and depth of racism and what it means to be black in this country. Like for some people, it takes uh, it takes a number of experiences. Sometimes it takes having conversations with the older generation. Sometimes it takes reading about it in books and seeing it in our media. And when that like, there, there's no direct path that, you know, where we all are going to arrive. And that's kind of how I saw Sam's Sam's journey this in in the season because like I said this is the first time we are really spending time with this character and kind of getting an understanding of what are his actual like what does he actually think about about certain things about uh, about his blackness about his people about his uh, his responsibility like as a not only as a black person but as a black superhero as, as Falcon like. We didn't really know much about any of that because it wasn't something that was ever really touched on in any of his prior appearances and Mm -hmm. coming out of this we we got to see okay this is where sam was at the beginning this is this is after after getting denied that loan after having two two conversations with isaiah after learning about isaiah bradley and then having a having a, a conversation with him um, knowing what he now knows about uh, about Isaiah Bradley, and ultimately ending up where he ended up, where he realized that there's a there's there's a a space that he can occupy, where he can hold on.
1: Knock knock. Sorry. <laughs> um, Gotta say who's there.
2: Um, who's who's there? Yeah, I lost much. Uh, uh, sorry, someone walked in. They lost the same thought. But uh, that we we saw we saw with Sam, like where he was with the, at the beginning and kind of where he ended up, kind of realizing that there's a space that he can operate where he can he can provide he can he can not let Steve down because Steve entrusted him with the shield and the mantle for a reason but also understanding the gravity that will come with that and a space where he can actually do good in this role where he can actually be an inspiration to, to the world, but also be, be an inspiration to folks in the black community, folks who uh, may, who, who, who may not believe that anything can good, that, that anything good can come from a black person being in this suit with that, with that mantle in particular. And I'm okay with I'm okay with Sam arriving at that place. We we saw this journey. I think there I think there's a lot of good that can come out of him taking on the mantle and him being a black Captain America and him having an understanding of a lot of issues um, that perhaps Bucky wouldn't if he were to take over as as Captain America or if Steve were still uh, taking up the mantle in the in the in the modern day MCU. You know, like uh, Bucky even says it when they when they have that conversation in episode five, throwing the shield around like Steve and I didn't really think about, you know, what it would mean for a black man to 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 take like what it would like what it means for a black man to take this up and kind of like the weight that comes with have with with making that choice and with them accepting it and choosing to do so. And so, I, I mean, it's part of it's part of the reason that I did. I enjoy it because I learned a lot about Falcon as a character uh, learned a lot about what Marvel in general is thinking in terms of uh, in, in terms of uh, Sam as Captain America going forward, because they very easily could have made him just a colorblind character. Like, yeah, he's he's obviously black, but we just won't ever talk about the fact that he's a black person in this particular mantle. Like, no, it's it's a big thing. And I do think on some level, Marvel deserves credit for not shying away from it.
0: Yeah. It's fucking ballsy as hell. Um, and, and something has occurred to me. I, I love the, the the fact that um, by having both Steve and Bucky be, you know, not be racist and not be, you know, and, and, and to have Bucky be like, you know, really acknowledging um, his shift in perspective and his lack of consideration and and how it just never occurred to him there are putting this very neat bow on there is no excuse for anyone from the past to be a bigot you don't get to pull out it was a different time anytime someone you like is an asshole (laughs) (laughs) like dudes from the like was born in the 20s like (laughs) you know you you don't get to be like whoa you know like "Mm -mm." No, no, nope. no no. There were different sensibilities back then and Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, can't pull that yeah, shit. Yeah, because usually those sensibilities came
3: along with a noose. No shit, right? Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Fuck. I um Okay, so this is uh, <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys did this, but when Sam and his sister were in the bank Trying to get a loan and he doesn't get it. All I can think of is that scene in Anchorman when he's saying the Human Torch was denied a bank loan. Like I, that was in my head. I was like the Falcon was denied a bank loan. And like I just kept laughing at myself about that. I'm like this really isn't funny, Mike. You need to stop this shit. And I'm like no, it is funny. It's it is much. funny. It is funny. <laughs> Fucked up. <laughs> I just imagine Ron Burgundy shit. sitting there saying that shit like to like make sure you know his his mouth is like loosened up and he's warmed up for his. For his episode, his uh nightly news, you know, like now okay to
1: laugh really between it. the rage.
3: I really laugh between the
0: rage. Will Ferrell's on cameo so I can send him fifty bucks <laughs> to
2: have
3: him say
0: So <laughs> <as Robert D. laughs>
3: <laughs> Falcon uh. and his sister went denied a bank loan. <laughs> oh man. But like the the shit that killed me was um between episode seven and eight, when um, he op- when Sam opens up the case, we all knew what he got. Right. Like we, we were all pretty sure what he got from Wakanda. And th- and it was pretty cool. Right. But the fact that people were memeing, it was a note from Bucky that said, hey, Sam, I'm going to bang your sister, Bucky. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I saw that and laughed my A off for uh, a very long time. <laughs> there were so many memes that came out of, they, they came out of that.
3: That in the that in the fucking Baron Zemo memes when they're on the plane, <laughs> it's like he's like oh, yeah. he's right.
0: <laughs> one, if You stack two lasagnas together, you still have one lasagna.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, I'm trying to shit. I'm trying to remember what he what does uh, Sam say? He's like he's like he's out of line, but he's right. But he's not wrong. Out, out of line, but he's right? <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Uh, yeah, you're like, wrong. It's, <laughs> it's, it's funny. There, we're, to it. Oh, man. We, you know, and we talked about it a little bit, the uh, um, the idea of Zemo being this sort of um, pivot point for required retcons for the show and for the MCU overall. But I was thinking about it, and a lot of the things that, that I saw brought up as like, oh, well, well, this doesn't make sense anymore. And I was like, well, yeah, it does. You just got to think outside what you know and, and kind of like consider um, what different things mean like the 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 idea like oh well he's been rich this whole time we didn't know that you're right you didn't know it and it doesn't did. undo anything it doesn't necessarily change it you just assumed oh man I, oh, I, I love when you're talking about something and then you under, you realize that you're understanding something as you're discussing it um if for anybody who watched uh uh, civil war and saw that zemo uh was from sokovia and um and was a soldier you probably just assumed he was poor you probably just figured oh well you know all of those like you know, Slavic, Eastern European countries are all fucking garbage, and, like, no one has any money there. And it's like, no, no, no. He was a rich kid who decided to go into the military because he wanted to. Um, so maybe you should, you know, consider your own perspective for a sec. Um, because there was nothing that said that he was one way or the other. It, it, it's it's not that unlike, uh, uh, you know... Sam's quote unquote wokeness like they're not changing anything it just wasn't explored before Maybe now well. it's being discussed so it and, and and it goes back to fucking people making decisions about characters on things they, they haven't talked about it's cool that you think this should go one way or the other it has nothing to do with how it's actually gonna go
3: yeah 100% and it's yep yeah, I mean, honestly, like I just assumed, you know, with a name like Baron, that he came from money and that he had money. And the fact that they we're like, nobody ever said he was rich. His Baron, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, why is nobody else seeing this? Like, I'm to 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 figure me. out. I'm trying to figure
1: out where people's suspension of disbelief begins and ends because this yeah. is a comic book movie. So a comic book is a, a comic book is a medium in which. Its characters and universes are constantly changing over time. Uh, why do you have a problem with a, a little bit of artistic license on the movie version? I don't get it. Or the show version in this matter,
3: I don't. Even know. even better though is like that 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 got you. Like, that, that was the thing that took you out of reality. But a fucking anthropomorphic talking raccoon with a goddamn bazooka. Right. You're good with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Like, you know, <laughs> fucking tree. a fucking a tree. I can guns. deal with
3: that all day. You know, I can deal with the talking tree all day. But like, he has money, but he served in the military. Hey, you know who else served in the military and has a lot of fucking money? Every single one of the uh, royals in uh, England. Both uh, yeah. Prince Harry and Prince Charles, both fucking of them Elvis and fucking Jimmy Stewart. Military.
0: And, you know, like there's so many examples of people who were fucking rich and well off and were like, all right, well, there's a
3: draft on. So one of the greatest you know, baseball players of all time, Ted Williams, didn't need to serve and he served in World War Two. Oh well, shit, what's pilot. his name? Um, uh, Pat, uh, Pat, uh, Pat, Tillman. Pat, Pat Tillman, Pat Tillman. Yeah. like you're a football
0: player. Yeah, hold on. Yeah. I am playing in the NFL, and it's like, all right, well, now I'm gonna go serve my country. All right, cool, man. Like, fucking, ugh. and and the idea that like, you know, what was it? There was some there was some line about like, seema said something about tracking uh, somebody for years, um, or keeping track of something for years, and people were like, well, he was only, you know, he's been in jail for X amount of time, and that didn't line up with this, and it's like that what <laughs> like, first of all shut up second of all yes it does it absolutely can work it totally can work all the things that they did can line up and work and, and guess what if they don't oh fucking well like the whole you know why didn't they say in this earlier movie when the character wasn't introduced that this was a thing because the character wasn't introduced yeah they don't
2: they need they don't need to
0: say. but yeah why because, why do they have be this because they wouldn
3: 'Cause then you would have bitched that there wasn't enough action. Yeah. <laughs> Why are Camp you everybody? Yeah, There's that, too much it's acting cool. in this movie.
2: <laughs> Not to mention this ep- the finale it's pretty acting. much shows you that even while Zemo's in jail, he can always get someone to do something for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Like it it, ju- it it just goes to show. Like, I don't I I I legit don't know what some people what some people were expecting with some of this stuff. And, and, and just because they don't give you everything at the beginning doesn't mean that they're not going to give you an explainer for the shit later. It's not like when you watched Iron Man 1, you should be mad because, like, fuck, they didn't show Thanos yet. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. If get Galactus the- in this <laughs> is bullshit. Right. Like, uh... come on. But that's just... the thing, though, man, is that's how people act. They act like if you don't do the thing that they think should show up in this series, that you're wrong and bad. And honestly, I think it really goes down to is because we're the things that we have now are so much more accessible than they were. You know, you can tweet JJ J. Abrams and tell him that you thought his Star Wars movies sucked. You can tweet Daniel Brühl and be like, you know, hey, how come they never did this with Baron Zemo? Like, because it's so accessible, people feel like they're entitled to more. And like I, I really honestly think it's a, it's a inferiority complex and people are like, you know what? I'm smarter than these guys and I'm going to prove it by saying this one thing that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Oh yeah, well they should have done this in the show. Okay, well they did. Well they, they did fucking didn't. Yeah, you know? Like Hey,
2: hey, yeah. hey, there's this wonderful thing called fan fiction. <laughs> you can go you can go you can go make it happen in your own universe. Yep.
3: Or, I mean, you can go in the woods and you can write stories about squirrels. Um, we there. have a t-shirt, actually, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you yeah. can make your own fan fiction about squirrels if you don't like it. <sighs> do what it's I just... did
1: and go back and watch Mortal Kombat Legacy, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right, hang series? on. <laughs> Let's... What is that? We at eight now? Um... I want to I want to <laughs> talk I want to talk about Mortal Kombat I want to hear what I want to hear from from said what was so bad about this movie like no you don't you're gonna lose you're gonna lose all your Warner Brothers
1: sponsorship uh,
3: options in the future I got news for you man we already lost all that shit when we talked about Justice League so. Oh damn! <laughs> you just yeah. You got to reflect those of. Hey, just put one <laughs> of those
1: bad Burks boys on here, <laughs> yeah. Disclaimer. What,
3: what didn't What didn't you like about this movie, man? What was so What was so wrong with um with the Mortal Kombat movie that you're just like, nah, fuck all of this?
1: So okay. you know what? T- to make it easy, I'll start with what's right with it. Well, hold on, hold on. H- heads up,
0: real quick. Probably gonna have spoilers. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I mean, you just, you just not really because
1: I don't. Yo, the story was so terrible I don't remember a damn thing. You're not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna spoil a damn thing for anybody except that the fatalities are pretty cool. That's about it. I didn't find any enjoy. The the story was dumb. The acting was terrible. The everything sucks <laughs> except the fatalities. Some of them. <laughs> that kind of loud fatality was awesome. I won't say what happened. That was fucking dope. That was all I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take that from them. They did a damn good job with that one. That was fire. But every, every everything else, eh, eh, eh
0: Sorry you had a bad time, sir.
1: Yeah, I did. But I'm not gonna begrudge anyone who enjoyed it. If you found enjoyment in that movie, that's dope. This is just my opinions about the movie. I, yeah, I'm not gonna kid. You know, I like, I, you know, for any of your listeners out there, either, like, I'm not gonna try and say, oh, shove it down your throat. You, this just sucks. But, hey, look, I think it sucks. You might think it's the best thing in the world. Fantastic.
3: <laughs> All right, fair enough. I mean, yeah, and like, I was never a big Mortal Kombat fan. Like, my biggest thing with Mortal Kombat is I still remember being like, God, how old would I have been? Like, 10 or 11, and going to the movie theaters and seeing that there was like a line of like 40 people waiting and like crowded around this new video game that they had just brought into the, uh, the lobby at the movie theater. And I'm like, what is this? And I'm watching people play it. And I'm like, this dude like rips the guy's like head off and his, his spine comes with it. And I'm like, Oh shit. Like this is the most graphic thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, and this is like 16 bit, you know, like images back then. I love like, you. That was, that was the thing with mortal Kombat for me. It was the first time I remember seeing a video game that was like raw. That was like, damn, this is, This is some shit that we've never seen before. And every kid like trying to figure out, all right, how am I going to get away with this? How am I going to be able to play this game and and somehow get my parents to allow me to play this? Like that was the thing I remember the most was like there was always one parent in the neighborhood that was cool with stuff like that, and you could get away with it. And as far as the rest of them were concerned, like you know, you had to be like in secret. It was like a whole like network of spies in order to play Mortal Kombat because like, you just were not allowed to play it. Like I, I never got into the movies. I, I think I saw them maybe. Like wasn't Christopher Lambert um, wasn't he Raiden in the first one?
0: Yes, there is a Frenchman who is playing
3: a Japanese god. <laughs> it makes maybe, a lot of maybe, sense. Maybe, you know, yeah. completely accurate. It tracks. <laughs> I mean, he also played a Scottish, you know, immortal, so I mean, like... That's true.
0: <laughs> that man's got range. <laughs>
3: Facts. motherfucker's got range.
1: <laughs> and you know you know what's hilarious, though? Like, I thought that movie was the best thing ever when I, when I was a kid, but I rewatched it as an adult and it doesn't really hold up. You know what, man? <laughs> Fucking kudos to you. still better than you. the new one. <laughs> kudos to you, because I
0: keep hearing, among the many complaints about that movie, but it being the new one, that... The the old one is just oh it's light years better than the old one than the new one and it was the old one was so good and then I watched this it's one it's a so little bad. better and I'm like ah uh...
1: <laughs> I'm glad you have a thing you enjoy but come the fuck on <laughs> like, yeah it's it's a little better it's a little bit better it's not
3: light years better it's a little like a hair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like even the new even the new like graphics like that doesn't improve it upon anything like I mean I saw that man. I saw that shit where Sub-Zero pulls like the blood out of that dude and then turns into and stabs him I'm like this <laughs> is fucking cool man look Goro looked like he got
1: stripped right out of the PS2 version of the game bro I mean it was bad <laughs> like I laughed I laughed through the entire scene it was the whole you know the movie was good for a laugh for me I did have a good laugh there
3: you go we found some value in it. Um, A little bit. <laughs> so what's what's going to be coming up next? Do we have um, – is, um, is it Black Widow or is it Loki? What, what are we going to see next with Marvel? Loki next. It's
2: – the order, if I remember correctly. Um, so we have Loki coming up in June, then um, Black Widow, July – I want to say what if also premieres like late July or early August? That's that's supposed to be coming up sometime soon. Um because then we have Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi in September. And then I know Hawkeye and Miss Marvel are are the the last two shows in the the end at the end of the year. And then we also have Spider-Man in December and The Eternals in November. Mhm.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and then Doctor Strange isn't until March of next year.
2: Yep, March of next year, yep. And Moon Knight is supposed to come out, I think, right before that. (laughs) That show's going to be fucking nuts. So excited. Oh, my God. Yeah, very excited. (laughs) I can't
0: wait to watch
1: it, honestly.
0: Uh, Yeah. And you talk about a a series that is going to require some character exploration. I look forward to all of the whining... From fanboys but uh, there's so much talking in the stuff like alright <laughs> alright uh, then why are you here why are you here you, don't you know that in like a week's time someone will, will have taken the episode and cut out everything except the action sequences you can just watch that shit on YouTube like why are you wasting
1: everybody's time too much acting too much,
2: too much acting. acting too much acting. Yeah. That is the line of
3: the decade. I
2: think we're gonna make. I
3: think we're gonna yes. make a shirt. We're gonna make a shirt like that. It says like it's like a checklist where it's like what was wrong with the show? Pacing? Too much acting? <laughs> like that's what I. That's what I need. Oh I,
2: yeah. Please, I, I will. I will buy that. I will model it.
3: Yeah. I'm just trying to think of like what other thing. I feel like we need a third one because like pacing, too much acting, and then what other, what other bullshit things do we hear people say? too woke in quotes. There we go. Okay. There we go. Writing. Those are the three. Right. You know, yeah. like, what's wrong with GGR pacing? um Too much acting, uh, quote unquote, too woke. Yeah, I like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, the yeah the, the
0: the fans critique checklist. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. There we go. Uh,
3: there, that'll be our next t-shirt. To, See, that's why, I, that's
1: why I ignore all that stuff, because that would annoy the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah. It does, man.
3: Like, that's I mean, the shit that annoyed me with, with WandaVision, is everybody was just like, oh the pacing. I'm like, you mean the setting up of exposition so that the story makes sense and it actually tells something compelling? Oh, yeah, heaven forbid we do that. Yeah. Jesus. See, those yeah.
1: conversations give me a headache, because no matter what you say, no, no matter how much it makes sense... They're just going to find ways to try and discredit you, so it doesn't make a yeah.
2: difference. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. How's this for a tie-in? Much like, Fal- much like uh, WandaVision was impacted by COVID, which which affected their ability to shoot and film things. And we, we, ne- we know for a fact that with the finale, there were things that were cut out because they weren't able to film it because of COVID. And as a tie into that, we know the same is true for Falcon and Winter Soldier, that this uh, this subplot, there's, there, stuff had to be rewritten, and there's a there's a, a huge subplot for this for this show that was taken out.
3: Yes, let's talk about that real quick. So. The subplot, I mean, like you said, it it was more or less like hinting that there it was something to do with some sort of virus, like
2: yeah, like a virus, and then there was some sort of like pandemic or like thing that was affecting like a a ton of people.
3: Yeah, what Ramba, what else did we did you know about this? I mean, like that's that's the
0: majority of it, Like like you get things like um, it reframes the whole first fight sequence with the flag smashers in the first episode where they're they're, you know, quote unquote stealing medical supplies. Yeah, it's vaccines. vaccines.
2: Yeah, they're they're
0: yeah. Like the the GRC is preventing uh people who aren't in like the country they're supposed to be in, um, all the refugees, uh, from getting access to medical supplies. So the Flag Smashers are like, Well fuck that. And I'm willing to bet that that shot we see of Carly's mentor, sick, she's one of many in those empty beds. I bet they fucking remove, like digitally remove yeah. all the people in the other beds to give you a clear shot of like, no, no, no. She's not, it's, it's not that she's sick. It's that she is one of many who have caught the many. Oh shit. Yeah. Huh. Because,
2: uh, because, uh, that scene also that scene, someone pointed out that that scene, but not only that scene, but a ton of scenes that, in, that involved the flag smashers. Um, they feature a lot of what's called ADR. So, uh, automated dialogue replacement, so it is it basically, is basically, uh, basically they will rewrite a scene, and they'll have the actor like. Uh, do uh, do the audio like uh, say the lines that they want them to say, and then they'll edit that scene to 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 add to, to add that dialogue in. So for example, like you'll hear Carly speaking, but the camera will be on another member of the Flag Smashers or like some other B roll or something while whatever that they wanted to add in is being said. So you actually won't see her saying it, but it's implied that it's also part of whatever else is happening in that in that in that particular scene, mm-hmm. and. Uh, A lot of the dialogue featuring the Flag Smashers featured a ton of ADR. In fact, one of the episodes I I distinctly remember so it starts off with an overhead shot Uh, there's like an overhead shot uh, where you can see that Carly is like away from literally all the other Flag Smashers um, while while, uh, someone is like speaking, but then when they do the close-up of it, you can see that Carly is posted up alongside everyone else like as, as if nothing changed, as if she had been sitting there the whole time. But from the camera work we know that that wasn't the case. And like I said, yeah. So there's a there's a ton of there's a ton of ADR that was that was just used. And it just it just feels like a lot of it, it just feels like a lot of the stuff that was introduced in the early episodes just kind of nev they like they, they kind of didn't really go go back to it. And that even something like tuberculosis, which was what they said was the virus that uh, Danya Madani had, that it was probably just something else. But because of you know the pandemic that we we have, all of that stuff was was taken out.
3: Yeah, I just yeah like I'm I'm wondering like I really don't think anybody cares. That's the worst part. Is like I don't think anybody actually cares that like they had to change shit on the fly. And like if you told them like, hey, this is the reason why maybe this part didn't really make all that much sense. But still, it was a cohesive story. Oh, well, they should have known better. They they should (laughs) have taken – Like they should have fixed – they should have known that – like you're going to hear shit like that no matter what. And like it's – I go back to like people who haven't created anything but just consume media, but also are the first people to be like, oh, well, we should cut art programs and we should cut sports programs and we should do all of – and cut music programs from schools are the ones that want the media the most. Worst idea ever. And yeah, and they're the, they're the ones that complain the loudest because like those who value art, while we can be critical of it. And we can say like, hey, this wasn't really executed all that well, or this was really bad, or this is really tone deaf. We still respect the artist in the end. Yeah. And like, I feel like that that's that's another big issue, to, you know, that like God it's, fucking unravel that man, shit. Man,
1: art, art it, fuels life, bro. Art fuels life.
3: It, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It's the difference between living and surviving.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Like, and think like, about how many. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. I was going to say, think about how many times you've been having something shitty going on in your life, regardless of what it is. What has helped you get through? I can think of three things. TV, movie, music. And I can think of all three of those things where it's like, hey, I remember this particular rough time in my life and this particular thing that didn't, like, fix it for me. But I remember it being, like, a coping mechanism. And, like, to to think of a life devoid of that is... Fucking sad, you know. Yeah, math, like not imagine filling
1: that void with doing math equations or something.
3: <laughs> Man, I'm really sad. What's Just six times five? You know, plow another field. Like, what's the problem? Pythagorean
1: theorem, real quick.
3: Yeah, pull your up. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you know. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Quick aside on that one. Yeah, if you ever hear somebody saying that, it, they're they're quoting something that they don't understand because that's supposed to be, um. A farce, like it's supposed to be, like like ridiculous, because the idea of pulling yourself up your, by your bootstraps, first off, you can't pull yourself up by your bootstraps because you're in your boots. You literally can't do it. Like it was Baron Munchausen. It was this um, European story years ago, and they created it to be like this guy who just did all of these crazy things, and like. Like, it was just supposed to be goofy art in a a way. And, like, he gets stuck in a swamp on a horse. And how does he get himself out? By grabbing himself by the hair and pulling himself out of the swamp. Like a fucking Looney Tunes character.
1: (laughs) You know, it's apropos, though, because, like, people – the people's expectations are just about as lofty. Yeah, 100%. Oh,
3: yeah. And, like – when, when Americans got it, they were like, well, we got to find a, a similar way to, to tell this story. But, you know, Americanize it. And what did they do? Oh, well, we had this guy who was able to jump over this giant fence. How did he do it? Well, he pulled himself up by his bootstraps. That's the thing that people use to say that you're self-made and that no one helped you is here's this ridiculous, ridiculous, farcical concept. And that's how you pull yourself out of debt. And that's how you um, – Get yourself to a better station in life. You go to school full time, and you work full time, and you take care of your kids with a shitty job. That's how you do it. Just do this impossible thing. What's the problem?
1: Yeah, sounds like some narcissism type stuff to me. Like setting you up to say, "I'm the only one that can help you. Come buy my book."
3: Mhm. Yeah. Wow, man. It's like it's like the system's rigged for us to fail. Um, yeah. At any <laughs> rate, like, I just I, I wish I could understand why people get so upset about the finales like think about like you think about all the tv shows all the movies that you've seen in a series when the fin- the final one comes out like is there there's never any of them that is like everybody's like this was exactly the way it was supposed to end because somebody always has a complaint about it and it's like it's it's impossible like it, it's impossible you can't please all the people all the time and it, it it's even more like baffling to me when it comes to Things like comic books and science fiction, when it's we're supposed to enjoy these things and we're supposed to have fun with them, and instead we just we want to be mad, and I'll never understand that.
2: Yeah, I mean we're in the we're like it we're, we're in the gold, we're, we're in the golden age, you know, of, of 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 all of this stuff, and just I I really do just feel like just on some level we we people just should be really appreciative of the fact that like we're even getting these adaptations to begin with like it's it's i mean like again th- there's nothing wrong with 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 criticism and and pointing out you know where flaws are but you can do all of that without the hyperbole you uh-huh. can you can do all of that without saying you know that you know the, the world will be a better place if, if this show was never was never created you know it uh, a, it sometimes a, it the hyperbole is place- hilarious
1: no. I mean sometimes
2: it, I mean sometimes it can be but like it's with like with with Falcon and Winter Soldier in particular like it's just like a group that I'm in like someone responded to the thread talking about it and their first words were that the entire series was a waste of time which is like amazing to me cuz I'm like I get yes. okay not Salt. liking not liking oh. <laughs> <laughs> you by the House of Salt. Um yeah, it was, like, it was just waste of time. Like like there are shows that I've watched that, that you know, I may have had issues with like the the beginning or the middle or perhaps even the ending of something, but like if I enjoy it, like waste of time feels like it doesn't cross my mind. And it's in some cases even in stuff that I don't enjoy, I I, I don't think it's a waste of time. For me though, if you already didn't like it by like episode two or three, I'm not really sure why you kept watching.
0: That but shit, just stop. Big
2: facts.
1: Big facts. I just, just I don't understand. Stop.
2: Like, <laughs> I, 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 don't get it. Like, I, I, there, there are a number of TV shows and anime that I've, I've started. I've given yeah. it a couple episodes, and then once I get to a certain point where I'm like, yeah, I don't think this is it, I turn it no. off. It's
3: it. That, was, go, me. Go, that go was me That was me in The Good Place. Go like. That was me in The Good Place. Everybody, every, A lot of people I really respect were like, The Good Place is a great show. I'm like four episodes in and I'm like, I'm not digging this. And I just stopped. Not because I hated it. Like it was just like, um, this isn't really funny. I'm not really enjoying this. But That's like, like that
1: show with – um, what's the guy that from from Rick and Morty? He made a new show with the aliens oh, or something? Oh,
0: um, uh, uh,
3: Solar Opposites.
1: Oh, it's terrible. I didn't like Not it. Not a fan. But I didn't go on on the internet
3: and start talking about how terrible it was. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's yeah. a waste of, it's a waste of my time. But like uh said earlier you said that you were you were a fan of Star Trek and the Next Generation. MC, I know you haven't watched it yet, but there's a really good correlation with what we're talking about here uh sure. that Rambo I know you'll get to. So at one point, everybody's favorite android, Mr. Data. Uh, um, it receives an emotion chip, and this is in uh, the first Star Trek: The Next Generation movie, Star Trek: Generation. Yep. He gets an emotion chip, and he goes to he goes down to ten forward. He goes to the bar, and he goes to sees uh, Whoopi Goldberg's character, Gynon, and he orders a drink. And she's like, Oh, it's this new <laughs> drink. I got it from this place. You know, here you go, Data. Enjoy. And he was like, Okay. And he takes a sip of it, and he immediately gags. And Jordy, um, LeVar Bert- Burton, looks at him. He goes, Hey, I think your emotion chip's working. How do you feel about that? And he goes, I don't know. This is the first time I've ever. Had a sensation like this. I've never had an emotion. And he takes another sip and he gags and he goes, "Oh God!" And he goes, "It looks like you hate it." And Data goes, "Yes, I hate this. It's revolting." And and Gaiden Gaiden says, "Would you like another?" "Yes, please." Says, "Yeah, please." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's every single. I love thing. that episode. That's every single one of you motherfuckers that like, <laughs> is like, I hate Invincible. I hate Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, WandaVision is stupid and the pacing is bad. Uh, are you going to watch episode three? Fuck yeah, I'm going to watch it. Obviously. Like, it's... <laughs> like, I, just... <laughs> I think it's
1: the going out of your way to try and make everybody feel bad for liking it that's the, the problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, like if you, wanna, like, if you just want to, like... If you just want to get yourself a nice little echo chamber of, yeah, this movie sucked, I agree, then, you know... But, like, if it's, like, you're trying to, like, make everyone else feel bad about liking it, that's just, like, that's... What are you, what are you really trying to do, honestly?
3: Right. I didn't like it and therefore you shouldn't like it. I just yeah, imagined, yeah. like That's think like good. an emotional think of, a, think of a movie that has an emotional scene in it, an emotional moment. Um uh, will use Avengers Endgame, the part where where Tony Stark dies and um Pepper comes up to him and she goes, "It's okay. We'll be okay." Like basically telling him like to let go. That was an emotional fucking scene, right? Like everybody can agree. I'm not saying everybody cried, but everybody was pretty emotional at that, right? At least it hits you you in the face, right? I just imagine, like, uh, these people, like, let's say we're all in a theater together. Everybody's emotional. There's people crying. There's people like, oh, God, this is so rough. And there's, like, four or five people that, like, just loudly are like, this is bullshit. Like, that's how I feel people are acting about this stuff is they see other people having emotions and, like, maybe they just don't know how to emote properly. Maybe maybe that's part of this is, like – like they just don't understand it, and like they that's all they can do is just a guttural response of this was bad and wrong because I don't get it
0: i I think it's that and it, it so much we are we are lucky in so much as we have enough of our own personalities and um, uh, wherewithal independent of the things we like and dislike. That we don't have to tie ourselves emotionally to those things. Like, there's no part of like me and me and said feel very differently about Mortal Kombat, but neither one <laughs> of us is is like wrapped up in trying to get the other one to feel the way you do.
1: Right. Um, I'm glad but, you enjoyed it, man. <laughs> fuck yeah, man. I'm sorry you didn't. Like that sucks. Um, but it's giving my minutes back. there's
0: there's something to be and and like to, to some degree there's there's kind of a tragedy in it in that you know if it's um if if the person enjoyed something that you don't and they're obsessively trying to pitch you on it they want to share that emotion with you right yeah absolutely but on the other end if they didn't like it and you did they're not trying to feel as good as you felt. They're trying to make you feel as bad as they do. Yeah. So it's that it's it's it... it's the, you know, I'm 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 trying to to, you know, on one maybe maybe I'm trying to pull you up with me, but on the other hand, I'm trying to push you down too. Like, no, 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 no. You don't get to to walk away from that experience, you know, with a with a positive outlook. You're supposed to feel as bad as I did about it.
1: Right. I was like, you, right. might, you might as well just start the conversation with stop liking that thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, let's, let's just yeah. and be honest about it.
1: Um, and it, it, and, and it that's gets, the dumbest thing anyone can ever say to another
0: so person. So stupid. And yeah. it gets couched in this whole thing of like, oh, well, you know, because I read all these comics or novels and I watched all these movies or cartoons and like, I know what all these references are and blah, blah, blah. I'm somehow and and I didn't like it and you did well obviously I'm the better fan there because you are just not well informed enough yeah. and if you knew as much as I did
3: you would also be upset. It becomes an elitist it's like your pretentiousness. Thing. It you're becomes like, an elitist okay. thing and like yeah. at some at some point and let me see if I can find it here because um, I saved it. Um, ah, here we go. Um, a good friend of mine, his name is James Rambo, shared this on social media and I wanted to share it with you guys as well. The impulse to cancel people in social justice spaces for making mistakes is its own form of toxicity. The demand for moral perfection, ideological purity, and conformity to exclusively academic language, which is classism, by the way, is simply transferred fundamentalism. This, in a nutshell, is the exact same problem with people who don't like things. If you don't like it, you're therefore lesser than me in some way, shape, or form because you don't understand it. I read it, and my emotions that I had when I read this thing because I was able to make my own fanciful deductions on what these characters would look like and how their voices would sound and these sorts of things therefore puts me in a better place than you. Anytime you judge somebody for what they like and what they dislike, that's what you're doing. It's literally fundamentalism. And that's why it bothers me so much. I had, for 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 years, we've been having these conversations on, on GGR Pirate Radio. And I could never crystallize why it bothered me so much when people acted like that, when people were like, well, obviously, you didn't get it because I can use these big words that I got from my degree that my parents paid for. Not everybody has that same advantage that you did. And it it ends up becoming classism. It ends up becoming um, white privilege. And it ends up becoming something that's disgusting in a way. When you have to talk down to somebody because of the things that they like, when it's media, it's things that we're all supposed to enjoy. If you don't enjoy it, I'm sorry. That sucks that you didn't enjoy it. And I'm sorry that you had a bad experience. But at the same time too, it gives you zero right to judge anybody because of it because we've all come from different places and for all we know you watch that movie and we'll use Batman and Robin for an example okay let's just say for instance you're watching this movie and you're like man this is some goofy bullshit I can't believe they did this to Bane Bane was one of my favorite Batman characters man that really sucks that they just like kind of housed him like that and then you get to that end where Batman and Mr. Freeze are fighting each other and I'm trying to remember the exact line it's it's the, the movie's not good. We all know that, you know, like, but Just at one your, point, rewatch it recently. And yeah, that's, uh, yeah, here it is. Here it is. Right here, Okay. At one point, Batman has got Mr. Freeze on the ropes, but Mr. F- but Alfred is dying of a condition that Mr. Freeze's wife more or less is in suspended animation because of, and he's looking for Mr. Freeze to help him. But Mr. Freeze is trying to freeze the entire world, like kill every single person, and then Poison Ivy is going to repopulate it with her weird fucking snake plant things. He says to Mr. Freeze, vengeance isn't true power. Anyone can take a life. Giving life is true power, the power you once had. That line right there could have been – somebody heard that, and they were like, holy shit. Wow. And that one line – could have changed the whole perspective on the entire movie because it was so powerful because it was something that was really like meaningful.
0: Some profound shit to come out of a fucking Batman movie period, let alone Batman and Robin.
3: Exactly. And that's, that's my point with all of this is like, we're so quick to judge. We're so quick to point to people of why they're bad, why they're wrong, why they're different, why they're, they're dumb. And like, we never stop to think to have these conversations. And if you, as a person, are unwilling to have these conversations with people because they want to know where you're coming from or why you feel the way that you do, because they're trying to connect with you, then that's on you. And that sucks because all we want to do, that's, that's what geekdom is about is we, it, share joy. Like, like Rambo, man, like I'm trying to, I did it. We, we've all done it with something. And like MC is the perfect example. I always think of with start with star Wars, like him messaging me about what's happening in Star Wars when it's happening it fucking gave me joy. Like when we're watching Cobra Kai and we're all like, "Oh shit, this just happened." And we're all like, "Oh man, oh god." We're like, "That's the best part about this." And depriving yourself of that, you're just doing yourself a disservice.
0: Yeah. You you have this great opportunity to um to sh- it, it's. I mean, it's not the first time I've said it, and it won't be the last. The best part of geek culture for me is being able to share things I enjoy with people. Yeah. Like, commiserating yeah. with stuff I didn't like uh, is, is fun, too. No, I'm not going to lie. But being able to say, you know, oh, you haven't read, watched, seen, listened to this thing? Oh, shit. And give you a brief rundown of it and then you go experience it too and hey maybe you feel the same way I did and now we get to bond over that that's fucking great
1: shows- you know what you know what helps me kind of not be too bothered by it because at the end of the day i realize that people who are who feel alone and 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 suffer from certain things they tend to do things like that because they they do feel alone and they either want to hurt the people that they feel alienated from or bring them down to their where they're at, you know what I'm saying? And that's that's sad in in and of itself. So I tend not to try and be to take it too personal because at the end of the day, those people are going through something as well. And um yeah. you know you know they you know even though they're the perpetrators of the bad thing. <laughs> that we're talking about you know they they, they, we we need to talk about that and figure out how do we change the change how that goes you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. absolutely
3: we're i think we're all on board on that one and we we all just want to find a way so that everybody can share the things that they love and if you don't love it you know like maybe try to find something good or just you know don't fucking keep watching it there's an option too so (laughs) great option yeah um on that note, MC Brooks just sent um, pictures of all of the different <laughs> foods from that restaurant. Um, I'm starving. I don't know about y'all, but <laughs> this was this was fun, man. I'm so glad that I got to do this. As I've said so many times, the highlight of my week is getting to talk to some of my best friends oh, yeah. about dirty and geeky things. And I'm so glad that we got to do that. Yeah. Not only that, all four of us are in some way, shape, or form either mostly vaccinated... Or fully vaccinated, so these over Skype conversations very soon will get to be in-person conversations. So we talked food, about this over, yeah. over food. Hell yeah, over food. <laughs> Absolutely. What kind, of, kind of bullshit you think we got going on here, said Jesus. I apologize. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you're good. You're good, dude. You're good. No, we. we it's exciting. We talked about this in, in, in prior episodes. There's, there's hope now. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. So stay stay in there. Hang in there. If you haven't gotten your vaccine, try to get it. Um, if you're in the process, remember, you only got to go two weeks after that bad boy has been administered, and then you can sort of kind of resume normal function and still wear a mask because we don't know how this thing works as far as, like, if you're vaccinated, can you potentially spread it to somebody who isn't? So, you know, definitely wear your mask. But you'll be a little more free to do some, some more things. You won't be as as fearful of, of potentially catching uh, coronavirus, so there is that. But guys, um, as always, this was a, a whole lot of fun. Um, for MC Brooks, for James Rambo, for... C. Gats. Uh, And remember, check out C. Gats. Uh, He's on Bandcamp. He's on Spotify. Uh, You want to check out his music because he's got a new album coming out real, real soon. So you'll definitely want to check that out as well. Um, Make sure you're following GGR on all of our social media platforms on Twitter, on Facebook. We've got a group that you can be part of. Just make sure you answer the questions uh, so that we can make sure that you know the rules. Kind of like uh, Rick Astley says, you know the rules and so do I. But on that note... um, We appreciate you. We love you. Keep uh, tuning in and uh, we'll keep doing awesome things. Uh, And as always, together, there are no heights that we can't reach.
0: Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts.
2: This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. (laughs) 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 Yeah, boy!